Lovers podcast with Rachel G and Petro, and I am pumped for this episode, episode number three, learning to love exercise. So if you haven't listened to the first episode about who is the strong mama, aka me, um, you will not know that I am a personal trainer, a coach, whatever you like to call it, a pre and postnatal coach, nutrition coach to be exact. Um, but basically I own and run a gym. I've been, um, training hundreds of women and the occasional men, men as well, um, over the last few years. So I feel like this topic is one that's not only close to my heart, but something that I am quite experienced in both personally and professionally. So I thought that I would share 10 tips with, couple of other things about just learning to love exercise. So this is going to be perfect for someone that is just struggling at making exercise a regular part of their lifestyle. So I feel like that's a lot of people. Um, so don't feel like you're alone. Um, but I think that from my experience, like I said, professionally and personally, that there are so many easy elements um, that can really, really help to make exercise something that you do love and enjoy and easily fit into your life um, effortlessly, let's say. So I'm going to, I've kind of narrowed it down to 10 points, which will like, you know, I'll go on tangents, no doubt in each of the points, but the 10 things that sort of came to mind when I think about what helps me and what has helped all of our clients. So number one, and this is probably the most crucial point for anything, any area in your life is to define your why. So this will be your driver. This will be what you fall back onto when motivation is not to be found anywhere, which by the way, happens to everyone, whether they admit it or not, including me, my motivation, I'm constantly looking for it, but I know my why and it keeps me driving. So really what I recommend is to kind of just sit with yourself. If you do journaling, get your journal out. If you don't just honestly sit with your thoughts for a few minutes and figure out why, why is it that you want to make a change to your health or your physical appearance, whatever it is. Um, and you know, not just a oh, because I'm really fat and I hate myself. Like you can't hate yourself into loving yourself. Figure out what is the deep why? What is the driver behind it? What's the emotional attachment there? What is it going to provide for you? So for example, my why is to honor my body for all that it's done and provided for me and will continue to do so in the future, no doubt. And to stay strong for my kids and my future kids. That's my why. That's why I love strength training and I love being strong. It's empowering. It helps me lift my children. It helps me carry my children when they need a cuddle. All of those things. It helps me run after them. It helps me, you know, go on hikes with them. All of those things have nothing to do with the scale weight. And it is my way of honoring my body because I know all the benefits of it and how good I feel and how good it is for my body you know, just as a mother, but also when I'm pregnant, like all of those things drive me to be like, no, this isn't even about me. This is about honoring my body and what it will do and what it's done for me and for my children and all of that. So that's my why. So you don't have to have the same why as me, but kind of just taking the moment to go actually why, deeper why, not just for a scale weight or a size 10 jeans that you want to fit in. What is your why? And get really clear on that and have that concrete somewhere. Save it as your screensaver. Have it in, you know, your bathroom or somewhere that you're going to see it every day and in the week moments to remind yourself of why you're doing this. 
So number two is to understand the difference between macro and micro goals and to set both. So I feel like I have so many clients who are just like, I want to lose 20 kilos yesterday. So 20 kilos is your macro goal, right? So set a time frame for it. It's a big goal. So, and be realistic, 20 kilos in 12 months. Yes, you're going to be like, oh, it's 12 months. I know I want it now, but that attitude will not get you there regardless. So you might as well set it for a realistic time frame and know that you will get there. It may come earlier. It may come a little bit later, but giving yourself a realistic timeline allows room for error and just sustainability. So example, macro goal, setting 20 kilo, losing 20 kilos in 12 months, breaking that down. Okay. Well per month, that's roughly 1.6666 kilos per month. So let's say one and a half kilos per month. Okay. We're getting into the micros now. How many is that per week? It's 400 grams per week. Not a lot, right? If I said to you, okay, let's lose 400 grams per week. You're going to be like, boring. I want more than that. I want kilos and think that, you know, in an eight week challenge, you're going to get you 20 kilos. Yeah. You could probably do that, but you're going to be on unsustainable methods, extreme restriction, and you're going to end up fully binging afterwards and putting 20 kilos plus more back on. So You can try and speed it up, but I guarantee you, you will not get where you want to be and you won't keep it off. So realizing that macro goals and breaking them down to micro goals is huge. And then also being like, okay, well, cool. If I get that 400 gram goal per week, what will that achieve over a long period of time? And also then, okay, that's your weekly goal. Well, what's your daily goal? Set small daily habits. It can start as just starting your day with a glass of water rather than a can of V like something as small as that, and then stack on your habits once you've implemented one. Just, and this goes into point number three, start small. Do not have the all or nothing attitude because it leads to burnout and unsustainability and something that will just be a bandwagon again and you'll fall off and then you'll get back on something else. And it's just something that doesn't become a regular part of your life because it's too much. And also stick with it. So start small and stick with it. I see so many clients that come in here and start something. It's uncomfortable. You get sore, take a few days off, which turns into a few weeks off, which turns into starting back at square one. And you're just so angry at yourself and you're terrified of failure again. So you don't commit to anything else until you're in your lowest low slump again and repeat that cycle again. So a term that I heard a few years ago, I can't remember where it was from, but extremes are easy balance is hard. And I can resonate and relate with this so much, um, both personally and as a coach. People find extremes easy. I can go all out, but for a short period of time. But finding balance is so hard of actually just taking baby steps, doing things really small, but regularly and keeping them there. So just know that change is so uncomfortable and our mind and our body loves to be with what's familiar and change is very unfamiliar. So unconsciously your brain will be trying to get you back to what's familiar because it doesn't like change. It's not safe, but you need to know that you can rewrite what's safe for you and what's familiar and exercise and being healthy and putting your health first can become a new familiar for you and something that is just part of who you are. You've got to stick with it and ride through those first, you know, in particular first few weeks where you really ingrain this new habit that becomes a part of who you are. So number four is finding a style of exercise that's fun. There are so many out there and you can get to the nitty gritty of like which one's the best for you. I obviously highly prioritize and believe in strength training, but 
you know, variety is good. And, and the most important thing, especially when starting out, is you've got to be enjoying yourself. It's got to be something that you feel like, you know, it's a good amount of challenge when you're there. Afterwards, yeah, you might be a little bit sore, but you recover well. You feel confident. You feel like your coach is supportive. You feel like you know what you're doing. You're not causing yourself injury. Um, and kind of suss out your training level and your personality, whether you think personal training is more suitable. Obviously, that's a lot more expensive, but it is much more personalized, especially if you've got injuries or, you know, some social anxiety or like you complete beginner and you need that accountability, all of those things. Or group training, which is great for people who love the social element and love the competition and training with other people and <clears throat> the variety of group training Um you know, in the minimal rest and higher pace kind of training sessions and the fact that, you know, there's multiple session times you come, can come to per day, all those things, whatever it is, find a style of exercise that's fun. That just, it, it, you turn up, you get going and you, you get your thing. And then maybe when you're a bit more educated and exercise is part of a, regu- a regular part of your life, you can change your style to something more beneficial along the way. Um, number five is to understand the difference between motivation and discipline. So I feel like people just give up when they lose motivation and they don't understand that motivation is like an emotion. It comes and goes. Discipline is what keeps you going. So motivation is basically like marking out the destination and discipline is what gets you there. So if you're looking for motivation, you are not going to get your goals. 100%. I will tell you now that like, one out of every 12 sessions I do over a month, so say I do four, wait, what's that? Three a week, whatever. One in 12 sessions, let's just put it, the numbers, um, is is where I'm like motivated. Where I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited to train today. Oh, when's my training session booked in today? I'm so excited. Every other session, I'm like, oh, better train today. And then I remind myself of my why. And some days I don't, and I just like, don't do it. And then I honestly... The feeling of not getting it done, especially at the end of the week when I assess back, is so not worth the uncomfortability of just fucking doing the session. Um, Obviously, there's going to be times when you're sick or your kids are sick and it just can't get done. Like, that's life. Again, you want consistency, just making opportunities when you can. But understanding that, like, you cannot rely on motivation. It just will go. It's the first thing to go. And this is then when discipline and your daily habits need to kick into gear of like just doing it because you committed and making it a priority. If you don't value this, if this is not a core value of yours or it's not a priority in your life, you will find every excuse under the sun not to get it done. So you need to know that your goals need to be a primary priority. And obviously initially the priority is huge because it's new and it's something that you've consciously got to think about and structure your life around and your mind around. And it's hard. It feels like you're, you're thinking about it and um, trying to fit it in like 24 seven. It's like so overwhelming, but know that that's not going to be like that forever. Eventually it just becomes a part of what you do. Like it's a non-negotiable for me now. Like I wouldn't ever even think scheduling my week in and not having training. Even when I go on holidays, I find a way to be active. And that's not because I'm obsessed. It's because I love it. It makes me feel good. It makes my holiday better because I love moving my body and it just is a part of who I am. It's my identity and I don't want to take that away from me even when I'm on holidays. So just knowing that as well. And this moves me into the next point, which is change your perspective to exercise. So a simple, simple, simple thing is replacing, I have to do this into, I get to, and you can get so deep into this of thinking of someone that, you know, is in a wheelchair bound or 
um, you know, laying on their deathbed that would just love to go for a run or to just go and have a session with their mates or kick a footy with their kids. Like to really not forget that we have to just be here and to have a fully functioning body or even just have a functioning body, even if you have some sort of impairment or illness or something, whatever you get to do is a blessing. And to really remind yourself of that every day. And to also know that this is an investment into self-love. Like this isn't, exercise shouldn't be like this torturous thing or this like earning rewards or earning calories so you can eat your chocolate. It shouldn't be that. It's it's an investment in yourself and it's an act of self-love and it's a it's an act of gratitude to your body and how it just, your heart beats for you, your lungs just breathe air for you. It's it's um, helping, you know, I, I think as well, like I'm helping my heart beat easier. I'm helping my lungs, um, you know, my lungs get air easier. I'm building a stronger body so that it, it is easier for me to live. Like, you know, you can obviously have your own reasons, but just simply changing your perspective. And also a huge piece is changing your identity. I hear so many times, oh, I'm just not a morning, morning person. I just don't like exercise. I don't like the feeling of sweaty, getting sweaty, or this is uncomfortable. You're identifying yourself as a certain type of person. How about you just change and rewrite that? I am a morning person. I am someone who values exercise and makes it work. Change your identity. You have the power to do that. And I am someone who goes to the gym three to four times a week. You know, you may sound silly at first because you're like, that's fucking not me. And But over time, it will become a part of who you are because your habits are reflecting that. To know that your physical body is a reflection of your daily habits. Like really sit with that and be like, what am I doing to look and be a certain way. And I'm not talking about like, you know, the weight loss and the scale weight, but you know, just health wise, your body will be a representation of your daily habits and what you do every day and every week. And that comes down to the foods that you eat and how much you move your body and all of those things, like understanding that and that that shapes your identity. So moves me on to point number seven, don't compare yourself to others. Oh, the comparison game is like the worst, um, demotivator, unmotivator, whatever the word is. You cannot compare yourself to others. You can look to others for inspiration, yes, but when it comes to comparison, get yourself out of there. The only person that you ever have to beat or you ever have to compare yourself is you. Are you better than you were yesterday? Are you better than you were last week? Are you better than you were a year ago? And obviously that's contextual depending on what's happening in your life. But the only person that you should ever be comparing yourself is you. And if you get caught up in the comparison game, it will derail you like no tomorrow. I know so many clients and friends that are just like, oh my God, I'll never look like she does. Why would I even bother? So that is where you're, comparison, you're comparing yourself to someone and it's not motivating you. Be very mindful of who you follow and what's in your newsfeed on your phone or who you're surrounding yourself with that are they fueling your success or are they putting water on your fire? Oh, I just thought of that. That's a good one. But it's really important to understand that, you know, your environment and the people around you and what you see in your phone and all of that are going to plant seeds of either doubt or inspiration. So really, really, really remind yourself that the only person you're racing against is you. And there is no race. It's just, it's a self-love practice. Keep coming back to that. So number eight, Understand that exercise doesn't always equal fat loss. I feel like no one adds this in and I'm, I'm going to go there because I feel like so many people join the gym and I just, if I had a fucking dollar for every time someone comes in, it's like, I just want to lose weight. I'm like, 
okay, well, you can definitely come to our classes, but if you really, really want to lose weight, we're going to need to assess your nutrition. And, you know, most clients are like, um, excuse me, like, okay, no, like it's cause I don't do any exercise and I'm like, okay, where do we start? So I just feel like it's a very big misconception that people think that they just need to flog themselves at the gym to lose weight. Yes, that will help. But if the basis of what you eat is not driving you towards fat loss, you can exercise all your freaking like, and you won't lose weight. You, it, exercise comes from nutrition, calorie deficit via the basis of nutrition and training as a cherry on top. So think of like a cake, okay? A one layered, beautiful cake that the base, the whole actual cake for fat loss, this is ironic, cake for fat loss, stick with me, is nutrition, right? And then you've got your toppings, all right? We have a little bit of a sprinkles that can be your daily steps. We have um, a cherry on top, which can be how many exercise sessions you do per week. But if you're with me, basically what I'm trying to say is that majority of the things that will drive you towards fat loss is nutrition. And then on top of that is, you know, things like daily steps, the amount of exercise sessions, um, you know, the amount of protein that you're having within your calories, all of those different things. But if you're not assessing your nutrition and you're just going to the gym expecting to lose weight and then you're really annoyed that you're not or you lose weight initially and then it kind of drops off and then you think, oh, what's the fucking point? I'm going to the gym all this time and I'm slogging myself out and I'm not even losing weight. I'm just going to give up. I feel like that's so common because people don't understand that it comes from nutrition. So I really, really wanted to put that in there. And I'm not doing that to turn you off. But find a coach who understands those. And it's very rare because, one, technically when you're a PT, you're not supposed to give any nutrition advice. But find a PT who's actually gone out of their way to learn nutrition um, and understands it. Me, putting my finger up, our gym, my husband, we understand that. And I'm so honest and I reckon it turns clients away and I'll take that. But when people come in my door saying, I really want to do strength training because someone told me that strength training is really good for fat loss. I'm like, well, yeah, it is alongside a diet. So would you like to talk about your diet or join our next 10 week challenge, which is all about educating you about the diet? They say no and they go somewhere else. And that's fair enough. You know, it kind of hurts. That's the ego a bit. But I'll never, ever, ever, ever lie and be like, yeah, come on, smash six strength sessions this week and you'll be losing those kgs, sister. I'm just not ever going to say that. So please just understand that exercise doesn't always equal fat loss, okay? It's going to come from the basis of nutrition. I think we've nailed that one. So number nine, stick with me, two more. Find an accountability partner. So I read a quote, I keep seeing it, that you are 1,200, so 1,200% more likely to follow through on commitments if someone else or a group of people is keeping you accountable. Like this is huge. And this is why I think we've had such epic results on our 10 week challenge at the gym, because it's a group of people and you've got your own coach, you've got a group of people alongside with you. You've got a lot of accountability, commitment, and you know people are keeping you accountable. So every time you think, oh, I'm going to slack off, it's like, oh, no, can I bear the brunt of having to tell someone I didn't do this or that? Nope, I will go through with it. So <clears throat> I think that's really good. And obviously, if you're going to a gym, that's great because you can find a friend there. And if you're joining a challenge, obviously, or a PT, you've got someone there keeping you accountable. But if not, and you're just joining a 24-7 gym, like just find anyone in your life that you can trust to be like, hey, can you keep me accountable? Can we check in each week? Or you know, let's do this together. Like just try and rally around and 
make this a journey for somebody else too, even your own partner. Like if, if your parents listening to this or one parent listening to this and think, let's do it together. You could also come to my strong fam stim because that that's what we do. But obviously if you don't live local, um, you can do it together. You can start at a 24 seven gym. Just, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just start somewhere. Like honestly, let's go back. I started with Ashy Bynes bikini body boot camps out on a local field doing a ridiculous amount of cardio and star jumps and shit that I would never do today. But I started somewhere and it's led me to where I am today. So you just got to start somewhere and then just stay consistent and just follow the journey wherever it takes you. So lucky, lucky last number 10. I like this one. Set your intention the night before. So this is just like a simple tip, but like if you say you want to train Monday, Wednesday, Friday to begin with, which I think is great. You on a Sunday night, you get your clothes out, you have them at the door. You could even go next step as into sleeping in your gym gear. So then you have no option because you're in it, if, especially if you're getting up early. <clears throat> but set your intention the night before, have it all there, put your gym clothes on, have your bag packed, have your towel, have your water bottle filled up, have everything there so that even if you have a crazy morning, especially if you're a mum with the kids and dropping off and that, you're not like, oh, I forgot my towel. Oh, I didn't get my joggers or I didn't bring my clothes to change into or whatever. Like you have set that intention and you're going to make it happen. You're way more likely to make it happen if you've just set that intention the night before. And obviously like if things just don't go to plan, like there's obviously so many things that can pop up in the way, then set the same intention for the day, the next day and just pick up where you, like, where you left off. So I think that's a really, really important key like even if it's something as like you know pre-making your dinners and lunches of like where you know there's busy times like just set your intention that makes you way more likely to follow through especially like when you just get super busy or other things pop up which always happens so they're my 10 tips to learning to love exercise and making it a part of your regular life and part of who you are and something that you actually just love to do minus the lack of motivation but you know what I mean so I hope that's been helpful. Please share this with anyone that you think may benefit from it. You know, it's my absolute passion to get mums and parents just passionate about making their health and fitness a priority. It is so vital for you, for your family, for your children, and just for your everyday life. Like, I just can't tell you how much I just love it. And I love seeing new clients learn to love it too. So it's, it's amazing, amazing to witness. And I know that you can do it too. You've just got to start somewhere. Please reach out to me if you need any other tips or if there's anything else you want me to elaborate on, um, of, of any of the points that I touched on. So, and I'm going to do a shameless plug of my gym. So we've got our strong fans gym in Dural, which is in Sydney, New South Wales. Australia. Obviously, if you're not from Australia, I highly doubt you're going to come to my gym, but I'm putting it out there anyway. But yeah, check us out, strongfams.com.au if you are local to Dural or the Hills Districts area. And if you really want a coach in a gym that understands what it's like to start somewhere and um, really support you on your journey, we are definitely those people. So shameless plug done there. Um, thank you again for listening. Like I say, every episode, please rate, review, share this. It means the world to me and it's just helping me get my message out there. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.